This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, listeners. I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of January 16th. In this week's episode, I'll discuss findings from four MMWRs that cover flu activity among children and alcohol screening and substance use among pregnant people. I'll also discuss attitudes about the updated COVID-19 vaccine among adults. The first report describes flu activity among children in Tennessee. The flu season usually starts in October and peaks between December and February. After several mild flu seasons, the 2022-2023 season in Tennessee started earlier than usual, in late September. Flu tracking found that children were hospitalized at higher rates than in past seasons. Also, children were more likely to get sick than adults. As the flu season continues, it's important that everyone protect themselves from flu, especially people at higher risk for severe disease. To help prevent flu, especially severe flu complications, everyone six months and older should get an annual flu vaccine. People should also take everyday steps to stay healthy, such as avoiding close contact with sick people and washing hands often. If prescribed, patients at increased risk for complications should take flu antiviral medications. The second report examines alcohol screening and brief behavioral counseling among pregnant people in the United States. Alcohol use during pregnancy continues to be a serious public health concern. It can lead to birth defects and developmental disabilities. There is no known safe amount or type of alcohol use during pregnancy. Alcohol screening and brief behavioral counseling is an evidence-based tool that is recommended for all adults. Healthcare providers can use it to help prevent any alcohol use during pregnancy. CDC examined how often pregnant people received the screening and counseling. We learned that 80% of pregnant people were asked about alcohol use during their most recent healthcare visit. However, only 16% of those who self-reported drinking within the past 30 days were advised to quit or reduce drinking. Pregnant people with lower educational attainment were asked about their alcohol consumption less often. These results show missed opportunities to reduce alcohol use during pregnancy. Integrating alcohol screening into electronic health records and increasing reimbursement for services could help healthcare providers increase use of this important tool. The third report looks at substance use among pregnant people with syphilis. Despite universal prenatal syphilis screening recommendations and effective treatment, syphilis rates among pregnant people and their newborns have continued to increase in the United States. Using four years of data from Arizona and Georgia, scientists examined how often pregnant people with syphilis use substances, the adequacy of the treatment they received, and how often they delivered an infant with congenital syphilis. Substance use was twice as high among people with a congenital syphilis pregnancy outcome than among those without this outcome. Among pregnant people who used substances and delivered an infant with congenital syphilis, more than one-third did not receive prenatal care, and more than half were not treated for syphilis. Up to one-quarter were either incarcerated or experienced homelessness during pregnancy. Syphilis screening and treatment should be addressed at every healthcare encounter for people who are pregnant, especially those who use substances. 
syphilis screening and treatment should also be considered in settings outside of traditional health care, such as jails, prisons, and facilities providing services for people experiencing homelessness. The last report looks at the reasons why U.S. adults did or didn't get the updated COVID-19 vaccine. Updated COVID-19 vaccines are recommended to restore protection that decreases over time. However, relatively few eligible adults have received an updated vaccine. The reasons why are unclear. Adults age 18 to 59 most commonly reported that they were unaware they were eligible for the updated vaccine or unaware of vaccine availability. Adults 60 years and older most commonly reported not receiving the vaccine because they believed they still had strong protection against severe disease or infection. Unvaccinated participants were given information about vaccine eligibility and availability. One month later, 29% of the participants who planned to receive the vaccine had done so. Most of the respondents who had not yet received the vaccine still planned to receive it, but reported being too busy. All eligible adults should receive an updated vaccine for the best protection against COVID-19. Healthcare professionals should encourage patients to get their updated vaccine. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free to have MMWR delivered to your inbox. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.